Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. Be cool or be dead. I don't care. Pick one. Have a nice flight. Podcast. My name is Cranberry. With me, as always, is Ernie. How are you doing today, honey? Ba, 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 we don't want to have to pay for royalties, babe. Stop it. I was. I that was my own song. That was totally off the dome. Was it for, for no reason? Was it for no? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Just so you know, I want all of our listeners to be cool or be dead. Yeah. Be cool or be dead. Be cool or be dead. And don't don't engage in banditry. <laughs> bandits. <laughs> the bandits. The bandits. So, story about this. So, like as we said last week, we didn't have a show for this week. Right. I wanted to go something classic, so I did it. I accessed the internet. Accessing internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just put in seventies shows. Okay. I don't know how this came up, but oh. it was a show called. Well, it was glorious. It was great. It was glorious. It only lasted 10 episodes. Clearly. <laughs> I'm surprised it got that far. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I have a little story about how it made, got made to, but and I saw David Cassidy, uh-huh. colon, man undercover. Yes, yes, yes. That is the title, guys. David Cassidy, man undercover. Yes. So the star is clearly David Cassidy. David Cassidy. But he's not David Cassidy in the show. He's Dan Shea. He's Dan Shea who plays an undercover cop. Yes. Sort yes. of yes. 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 Now yes. I have a question for you just right from the jump. Yeah. His boss, the LT, yeah. keeps giving him crap about his long hair. Yeah. But like if it's that much of a problem, why don't they make it a regulation that he can't have long hair? Because he's an undercover cop and he's got was in. he was he an undercover cop from the beginning? I think so, yeah. I don't think he's ever been like a beat cop or anything. He just like went to yes, UCLA. He's David Cassidy. He's David. He went to Oklahoma. <laughs> David fucking Cassidy, and he could do what he wants. Yeah. So I mean, um, that hair. Come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that that's this. Do you want to give the show synopsis? I mean, we basically yeah, yeah. just gave it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? That's not the show synopsis. <laughs> what? Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. 20-something officer Dan Shea operates undercover in the Los Angeles You see. <laughs> if that sounds somewhat familiar, it's basically this episode was the plot of Fast and the Furious. Oh, it most definitely was. <laughs> we were even yeah. casting like, oh, that's Bobby. She's yeah. Letty. Yeah. And uh, Cranberry. <laughs> Cranberry's not Dom. Ernie's Dom. Ernie's Dom. Yeah. But Cranberry's cool as hell. Cranberry's cool as fuck. <laughs> and uh, the episode synopsis is called Running the Hill. Gotta watch out for Dead Man's. <laughs> dead Man's uh, Curve. He never calls it Dead Man's Curve, though. No, he, he does just call it the Dead Man's. <laughs> it's just Dead Man's. And you like, can only beat the curve if you know you're not going to die. Yeah, you got to you gotta feel it. <laughs> and Whatever that, that means. <laughs> and, that, and like we were like, oh, this is Chekhov's curve oh, right here. Oh, for sure. Like, this is not going to end well for somebody. A detective, David Cassidy, suspects his superior, Joe Santos, in an elite 
division is a wait that wait what that is not a sentence <laughs> a detective suspects his superior in an elite division is a van- vigilante yeah he thinks the lieutenant just wants to go around killing everybody right he wants to murder all the youths all the youths Uh, As I said, this uh, show, David Cassidy, Man Undercover, (laughs) (laughs) lasted for 10 episodes. Now, here's what's crazy. Uh. This is a spinoff show. What? This is (laughs) Officer Dan Shea was in an episode of Police Story, one episode. Okay. David Cassidy won a daytime Emmy or an Emmy Award. For his appearance as this character. What? And they're like, he's so hot right now. Let's get him an own spinoff. So they named it David Cassidy Undercover Cop. Which I think. Banking on his name. See, and I think that's a problem. And I think that didn't help the show at all. No, it did not. Because I was very confused. Yes. Well, I think it. There's a few things I don't think work well for this show. No, there's a lot of things that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> the editing, the acting. Oh, it was so jarring. <laughs> At one point, you were like, this editing is radical. <laughs> it was just like avant-garde editing. It was just like... It was nuts. Shoot from the hip editing. <laughs> and this was possibly the inspiration for maybe next week's show, 21 Jump Street. Okay. Where you have like Are we t- doing O-Ridge? Yeah, with like uh, Greco and Johnny Depp oh. from the 80s. They had a TV show or was it a movie? It was a TV show. It was a TV show. Yeah, it was a TV All show. All right, cool, cool, cool. So I figured that gives us something for next week if you yeah, want to yeah. do that. So right. this show, current, the one we watched today, David Cassidy, Man Undercover, stars <laughs> David Cassidy <laughs> as a con- man undercover. <laughs> confusingly, Officer Dan Shea. It's weird they didn't even just call him David Shea. I. I don't, I don't understand. I thought, okay, my expectations when you first told me the title. I did not, I did not, I have kept this a secret for about a week. I honestly thought it was going to be David Cassidy running around solving crimes. <laughs> that would be amazing. As David Cassidy being like, yeah, guys, follow me, team. Yeah. We're on a case. <laughs> I like you, you weren't here to see it, everyone, but Erin just tucked her hair behind her ear while she was doing the David Cassidy impression. <laughs> It really created the illusion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have Simon Oakland as Sergeant Abrams and Wenny Rastatter as Joanne Shea, who is... Who is, oh, that poor thing. Just a prop. Just a prop. (laughs) She's really nothing. She's as, she has as much character. He comes home and he he just talks about his life. The end. It's about his... Next scene, he comes home, talks about his life, the end. She she has as much of a prop as their, like, candy machine in their kitchen. Yeah, same level. Yeah. Same level. She brings as much to the table. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because she's like, uh, at one point, and I'm sorry, this woman does not have an extensive IMDb credit, so <laughs> I feel bad, but there is one point where she's like, oh, wait, his name's Dan. I was about to call him David Cassidy, <laughs> but whatever. David Cassidy, you keep bringing these things home with you. You can't bring your job at Dead Man's Curve home with you. And then he's like, you're right, baby. And then the phone rings and it's the criminals whom he's given his home phone number to. Uh, <laughs> Where did this little girl answer the phone? Yeah, well, she has. I don't understand. And then he was like busy making out with his daughter or something. Ooh, and then, and, and then the wife, wife comes, comes in, in and she goes, I'm kind of jealous. Like, it's like, and I was like, whoa. There are so many... <laughs> 
odd choices for dialogue in this. <laughs> say. But yeah, he's like... Oh, the sexual innuendo in all of these lines are awesome. It, great. Fantastic. <laughs> the I wrote Lieutenant a few of them usually down. would say something. He'd be like, I want it to be heavy and hard. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then someone and was then, like... And then someone was like, I want it to be fast, smooth, and out. <laughs> I was like, whoa, too fast, man. No, Slow no, down. no, no. Hard and heavy. Hard and heavy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do you, man. I'm going to do you. I'm going to do you, man. It's going to be heavy and hard. I'm going to do you. Fast, smooth, and out. I'm going to do you. It's like... And we both looked at each other like, what the f***? And then since it's the 70s, everything's yeah. punctuated by, by sex sacks. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> And we're like, whoa, what's happening here? Uh, it, uh, was, it was really This funny. is a great show. Yeah. This is a great show. This, this was phenomenal. Uh, it was released yeah. November 2nd, 1978. The number one song was Hot Child in the City okay. by Nick Gilder. I had to look that song up. It's really a creepy song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the number one movie was Comes a Horseman. <laughs> which is kind of how do you spell the word come there it's about husbandry <laughs> oh god <laughs> no I don't know it's like a it's like a western I was gonna actually try to watch it before right. uh, this but we've been busy watching other things <laughs> my predictions for you my haiku mm -hmm. is I love you I think even though you are stupid come on get happy yeah yeah see I have a lot of uh, partridge family uh References in there. That was excellent. Yeah, which I'm sure he would have just loved. <laughs> so hey, respect where you came from. I I found out a little bit about David Cassidy, okay. and I actually do have a little bit of respect for him. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he was one of the most popular artists in the world when he was famous. He had right. a bigger fan club than Elvis and the Beatles. Wow, really? He was the highest paid after some negotiation, at least as a live performer. Mm. And he, he quit the Partridge family, and he quit touring mm -hmm. because a girl was killed in a crush at one of his concerts. Oh, my God. And he immediately was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. So, I mean, I do have some respect. Yeah. For, like, I mean, that's pretty cool that he yeah. just like was like, you know what? This is too out of control at yeah. this point. Yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I also found out that David Bowie, when he, when David Cassidy was that was at the height of his David Cassidy-ness, mm -hmm. wanted to do an album with him, written by the Velvet Underground's Lou Reed. Oh my God! And produced by David Bowie Whoa. as an art project for David Bowie about teen superstardom, and David Cassidy turned it down. What? I think I that would have loved that to have done. Would have been that. so that. cool. That would have been awesome. I don't know that David Cassidy... I, he wrote about it in his biography, apparently. I wonder why. And he why... couldn't get, like, Ricky Nelson for it? Oh, Ricky Nelson would have been great. Oh, I love Ricky Nelson. But Ricky Nelson wasn't at the height of his teen Well, Ricky Nelson was, like, at the height of his weird hippie phase yeah, at he that was, time. Yeah, he was in his hippie phase. Yeah. David Cassidy was, like, the it kid yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time. So I understand why David Bowie would want it. I think that would be incredible. See, as a musician, I've never really grokked David Cassidy because he de he didn't write his own music which is fine I don't really right. have I'm not too precious about that but like his voice always sounds like 20 years older than he is <laughs> so I don't know and right. he does the theme song for David Cassidy colon a man undercover really yeah that that disco wow. chalk outline thing that was yeah. going on at the yeah. beginning there okay interesting now I do want to say 
that <laughs> I do want to say that you can only watch a show on YouTube. <laughs> and Yay for YouTube! <sighs> Keeping art alive. Keeping art alive, you know. Yeah. Because uh, you just don't get stuff like this anymore. No, and it's you a, really don't. And nobody's putting it out there, and it's in bad quality. Oh, super bad quality. It's like watching TV underwater. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to. It's not even standard def. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's below standard def. I don't know. This is original definition. <laughs> and the show starts off with very lucrative grocery bandits. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Okay, here's the thing, guys. They rob a grocery store and take $20,000 from a grocery store. In the store. 70s. In the 70s. And we were looking at the prices on some of and that I stuff. And I was like, holy, sh- how does a grocery store have $20,000 in the till? In the till. Right in the cash register. Yeah, because they don't... It wasn't a safe. Because they don't go to, like... Open up the yeah. safe or whatever. Yeah. They're just going from register to register. I thought they were picking up $100 here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no, $20,000 is, we is what we were told. Is what we're told is in a cash register. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> and then, so they're robbing this, and like, it's really jarringly intercut oh, with man. David Cassidy getting recruited to yeah. be basically the 21 Jump Street yeah. kid. He's yeah. like, He's a young-looking, good-looking guy. Basically the Paul Walker. Yeah, he is Paul Walker. For sure. He is being sent to infiltrate a car-thieving ring. Yes. You know, so we got, like, the Fast and Furious already yeah. going on. And um, and he ends up, like, really liking them because of their family. Yeah, they're very close to their family. And they're very close, and they're friendly. And they even have, I don't remember the first Fast and Furious, like, the names of the guys. Yeah. But, like, they even have, like, the one guy who's a little bit of a loose cannon. The one guy who's super paranoid about the new guy he's coming da- in. He's dangerous. Yeah. Like, but the other two guys are kind of, like, one is definitely the Dom, who's really about yeah. family. And then that the other guy. That would be Ernie. That's Ernie. Who was also in Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah. every single character in this was in Murder, She Wrote <laughs> at one point or another. And then there's the Mark Hamill-looking kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like Mark Hamill. Who Cam- looks like Anthony Kiedis. Mark Hamill, Anthony Kiedis, somewhere <laughs> if, in there. If those two got it on and had a baby, <laughs> it would 70s. be this kid. Yes. In the 70s. Yeah, it would be this kid. <laughs> he should have won an award for his acting. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he gets busted at the end and like full on like cartoon knees shaking, weeping furiously. Oh man, I wow, it was wonderful. This this show is so good. This was so good. So what we know about these bandits? <laughs> yeah, because they're bandits. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> they're bandits. It's like it doesn't sound. It, it sounds like. Kind of cool. Like, yeah, but they killed people. Yeah, but the cops killed people, and David Cassidy has a David real Cassidy problem with that. David Cassidy is really against cops killing people, yeah. He's very against cops killing people. Oh, very much people. so, yeah. So what we find out is that they, these, these, these bandits that are hitting all these grocery stores, and I don't understand why these grocery stores are not taking any precautions, because <laughs> they're in like a small-ish area. They're right. in, I guess, L.A. I don't know where they're supposed to be, really. It's Outskirts of L.A., I guess. Something like that. But, like, they're in, like, a specific area where they're just hitting grocery stores, and none of the grocery stores seem to be even on the lookout for these people. Well, they do. The grocery stores have silent alarms, apparently. Like a bank. Like a bank. (laughs) Because their first hostage actually pushes the silent alarm in the grocery store. Now, now look, if you are working for a grocery store, if you're working for the Dollar Tree, if you're working for anything... 
Just let them have the money. Yeah, it's no skin off your you, back. You don't need, that doesn't come out of your paycheck. Nope. You don't worry about it. You just give those people the money. Yeah. And, and kind of how I felt about most of this show is I'm like, I'm, I was like just give them the money, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's insured. It's a grocery store. They'll be fine. $20,000 from the grocery store, though. Yeah. Back in the 70s, that's how much a lot of, of money. How much are those employees getting out of that $20,000? Oh, they're only per... getting $5 a week, is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what we find out, they, they have a very specific way of robbing these places. Mm -hmm. Got, I don't know the loose cannon guy, but he's like the <laughs> main guy. And he always says, be cool. No, that's Ernie. Ernie, Ernie says, says be that? cool or be dead. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he says Ernie's that at the end. Ernie's the leader. That's right. He says that at the end. And he always you tells... You keep thinking it's Cranberry. Cranberry has nothing to do with this. Cranberry's <laughs> just a racer. He's just an illegal racer. He's just an illegal racer who tells you about Dead Man's Curve so that you know it's going to come dead up... Man's. ...and kill Ernie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So... Ernie is the leader. Okay. Ernie tells everyone to... Be cool. Or be dead. Or be dead. Yes. And then they all, uh, so that's one thing that these guys do at every place. The other thing is they all have different ski masks. Yes. And the ski masks determine their job at yes. the, I didn't understand why the criminals needed to differentiate <laughs> which, what their jobs which are. their jobs Oh, I've were. got the black ski mask this time? Oh, I guess I'm just like I'm doing the till. Emptying the till. <laughs> like, oh, I've got the clear one? I guess everybody down on the floor. Yeah, they're like, ski mask, he does this. Yeah. Uh, nylons, he yeah. does this. And I'm like, why? Why is this <laughs> happening? So, uh, and I feel like if you're, if you're that predictable, it would be much easier to like thwart these people right. in the case and not have to get David Cassidy. So, because this brave cashier, for whatever reason, <laughs> sets the silent alarm, she gets taken hostage. Right, but they take her hostage stupidly. They don't use her as a hostage. They kick her out of the car as soon as they get the chance. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's kick her out of the car, and that'll get the cops off our trail. Yeah. But And it does. The cops stop for her. I mean, like, that's which nice. Which is random. But it's like, you've just... Free okay, good. You now just we got don't... rid of the... the... Your, your, your safety net. Like, your, yeah. We're, we're not going to be dangerous trying to pull you over because you have a hostage. You just yeah. got rid of the only reason we're not, like, running you off this cliff. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, stupid. Stupid move. But apparently in this, it, it was worked. the right it, move. In the so. 70s, they cared. <laughs> I don't think they'd care these days. I think you're right. <laughs> But she looked like she was having a good time while she was being oh, a hostage. Oh, yeah. Well, we couldn't tell. It was all blurry, but she looked like she was having fun. <laughs> yeah, they throw her in the trash. So then David Cassidy is, they say, like, hey, we want you to be this undercover cop because you have long hair and you used to drive a fast car. Yeah. And you wear white on white on white. Yeah. <laughs> Lapels for days. Lapels for days. It was beautiful. And at first, David Cassidy's like, I'm not going to do this. I don't really know why. But he says specifically, we listen to what someone dreams up for us, then we decide. <laughs> then he's like, well, I'll see you tomorrow at nine I in the morning. And David Cassidy, nearly. David Cassidy goes, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid, guys. It was just stupid. You, you have to watch it. You really do have, you to, have watch to watch this, it. Because I'm not the sure. The delivery is terrible. The pacing is awful. It's it's so confusing. It's so confusing. I had such a hard time keeping up. There was literally a moment I wrote a note mm -hmm. and I looked up and I'm like, what happened? And you're like, <laughs> you're like, I literally wrote a note, probably took me five seconds to write down. And I'm like, wait, what's happened? And you're like, David Cassidy just told them all he was a cop and now there's a shootout. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
It happens very fast. <laughs> like, that's how quick it happens. It's great. So here's a weird thing, and I'm going to see what you think about it. So David Cassidy, as I, as I said, was a huge heartthrob in the 70s. Okay. You know, he was making bank, doing right. this whole thing. He leaves Partridge Family. He, he does this episode of Police Story where he gets an Emmy, which is great. And then that leads to the spinoff. Now, I thought it was weird to make him married and have a child. Does that seem weird yeah, to you? Yeah, it does seem weird to me. I, it felt not right. It didn't feel right. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be like, he should be having sex with everyone. But right. I mean, like, it does seem weird to kind of put him in a, a marriage situation. What was odd, too, was how nice he was to her. He was great. You know, like, normally in the 70s when you have these cops and wives, they're monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're supposed to, like... And we're still supposed to be on their side. side. Yeah. But, like, he was so nice. He was very <laughs> open with his wife. Yeah. He was telling her a whole bunch of cop secrets. So oh, it yeah. was like, I don't know a if lot. you should be telling her this. Well, that's because she doesn't really exist. She doesn't exist. She only <laughs> exists for him as, like, a sounding board. As a shrink. For- yeah. There were so many... Scenes of them together, though. There really was, yeah. There was a lot there, of scenes. There were a of, lot of scenes. Like, it was like every, like, five minutes, it's like we <laughs> reset back at their place, mm-hmm. you know, see how the kid's doing. And it was funny because, like, he was really great to them except for that one scene where he kind of snapped a little. And that okay. was the one she scolds him, like, yeah. don't take it out on us. Don't do this. You are hurting me. <laughs> I know you spend all day at Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid, when the kid was crying, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just, I just think it's weird. I think that must have been him. I must, he must have had that request. I'm guessing, where he didn't want to maintain that hot heartthrob status. Right. Where he, but it, it just seems like such an odd show, odd uh, choice, yeah. choice to get someone who's like one of like the hottest people in the world and be like, but he's. Tie down. Right. Because, like, normally in a show like this, you would have him trying to hook up with Bobby. Like, like right, Fast and Furious right, with yeah. Paul Walker and... Um, Michelle Rodriguez. No, no, no. no. Jordana Brewster. Right, Jordana Brewster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dom's sister. Like, yeah. that would kind that dynamic would be happening. Right, at the right. Scene. And I think it does kind of take away some of the drama that could be there. Like, he falls in love with a criminal, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever. But this is the choice they made. Yes. We also meet Cranberry Crawford. Yeah. We've mentioned him a few times. He looks like Chevy Chase, but kind of skeevier. <laughs> if that's possible. They all look like skeezoids. And, and, and I should go, well, let's get into the, what, okay, here's the plan, uh-huh. right? So the other thing besides having matching or, or job-specific masks Mm-hmm. And saying, be cool or be dead. Mm-hmm. The only other thing we know about these bandits is they steal a hot rod yeah. from kids. So yeah. they figure uh-huh. that there's an illegal street racing thing on this canyon. Right. And and that must be where they're getting their cars Their cars. See, and that's where I was really confused. I thought, like again, like Fast and the Furious, everybody in this street racing thing is involved. Right, but they're not. But they're not. It has nothing really to do with anything. It was, not really. (laughs) It really was just a way for the bandits to find cars that were like the ones that handled the best. Yes. So that they could steal those cars. Mm -hmm. So they knew when they went to make their getaway and they were going to use this canyon as their getaway, they could get away from the cops. Exactly. It's kind of convoluted. Yes. I think I made as much sense as I could out of that. Yes, you did. So like, 
so this group of street racers are like constantly having their car stolen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay, just making sure I have I that think, right. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. yeah, and like, and again, this show feels, in a kind of fun way, a very committee made show. Right. They definitely wanted to have David Cassidy. They definitely wanted him. And that's why I think he must, I think he was trying to get away from his heartthrob image. Yeah. And I think he was like, I think it would be more interesting if I was married and had a kid. Right. right. That feels like something, especially someone trying to escape that kind of, but he can't. No. He really can't. (laughs) It really doesn't feel right. It doesn't. It doesn't really. Especially since his little girl's like eight years old and he's like, what, 23? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how like, old were how you old when you... is this kid? How how old is he supposed to be? I mean, the blurb says he's twenty something. So it could be up to twenty nine, I suppose. Yeah, but yes. I don't, th- I don't think he's that old though. I think he's only supposed to be like twenty four. Twenty four, twenty five is what I would say. Yeah. And the kid is probably like seven. So I think they had the kid when they were like eighteen. I mean, that's totally possible. It's but possible. He's very young. It feels weirdly young. Weirdly young. And that's also coming from our, you know, twenty first century standpoint. Right. Like Maybe I, that's totally normal. Back, back then. in the day, I yeah. think people were having kids like real young. Yeah. You know, so I I, I, I don't know. Like, um, but, you know, it, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't really have a problem with them stealing from the grocery stores. <laughs> I mean, you said they killed someone. Again, that's something they I did. missed. They killed a security guard. It There's must a, have been that wild card. There was an card actual guy. security guard in the grocery store along with a silent alarm. And no uh, wonder those two things are there because that grocery store is making bank. If $20,000 <laughs> were just on hand. In their tills. In their tills. That's I mean, crazy. Wow. The 70s were like just a great time, I guess, right? Ew. <laughs> Ew. Well, you said you wanted to go back to the 70s to make fun of everybody. I would step out of a time machine and point and laugh because they would, look ridiculous. You would die from <laughs> <laughs> laughing at everybody. <laughs> Your short shorts look stupid on you, sir. Um, and there was like also weird things where sentences would start, yeah, and end up just elsewhere <laughs> into the elsewhere. So it was like, so David Cassidy gets in with these people, and I don't. Do you know why they're robbing anyone? Uh, because they're robbers. Is it just because they're robbers? Yeah, I think so. Because like, even though I, that... Ernie's dad died. His mom is working, and maybe he doesn't want her working anymore, which is a really dumb f***ing reason to kill people. But did he kill the cop? I thought the wild card guy killed the cop. I don't know who killed the cop, honey. Okay. But they were involved in a murder. Yes, yes. Well, it doesn't seem like he's trying to take care of his mother either, because his mother is, like, urging him to go back to school to become a lawyer. Right. And he's like, well, the car shop that I work for, I have a month's worth of No, no, no. No, he says... A couple months of vacation coming up. A couple months? You got a couple months vacation back then? Yeah, this is like... Fuck you, man. Was America in the 70s Europe? Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> he works at a a, a a body shop or something. Yeah. And he's young himself. He's young enough yeah, that yeah. he could be in college. Yeah, exactly. So in how long has he been working at his body shop? He has a couple of months? A couple of months vacation coming up. I thought he was saying that to his mother. Now, I think he was sort of lying, but like, if that's the case, then she should have caught that. Like, she, um, like, she should have been like, yeah. "Excuse me." We only get three days a year. What we are get you three days about? a year and maybe one sick day. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, he he says that because I thought he was like, "I'm gonna have to go on the lamb." 
Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't okay. really helping okay. his mother. Right, all right. But like, but the fact that he was able to throw a couple months at her and she's like, okay, yeah, that seems totally normal. That seems right. <laughs> that seems about right. So it didn't seem like he was trying to help his mother. He, financially, they seem to be doing quite well. Oh, they're doing great, yeah. It didn't really have even the feel of like a point break situation yeah. where we're doing this for like the thrill of it. Right, right. Because, yeah, I mean, like if this is Fast and Furious, it's also point break. So, <laughs> yeah, right. So I didn't really understand why they were engaged in the bandit tree. I don't know why he gave his the bandits his home phone number. <laughs> okay, there is a payphone, guys, in the middle of a bathroom. There was a surrounded by urinals. There is a payphone. <laughs> what was going on in the seventies? <gasps> what the hell? I'm weirded out. When have you ever been in a, a bathroom and someone's like taking a shit and like they're on the phone? <laughs> no. Oh, is that just a dude's thing? <laughs> Maybe. You walk into like a, a, a public bathroom and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to sell soon. It's like, what the? Get out of the back. <laughs> and they have like the echoey acoustics. I guess that was happening in the 70s all the time on the pay phones. Wow. Gross. Because that's a shared phone. That's so disgusting. You're just like putting all that fecal matter right up to your face. That's so gross. I that's mean, so I assume gross. that's why we no longer do it. I assume that's why everybody in the 70s look like they're 55 years old. Here's another question I have for you. And this may be a blink and I missed it mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Why? Mm-hmm. I have as many questions about this as you had about Dead City. Okay. <laughs> Why did they need David Cassidy? Uh, their fourth guy, I think, was shot in during their first robbery with the uh, cop. Oh, there was four I, guys in the Yeah, there were four oh. guys, so I think they needed a replacement. I think. I think. I don't know. There was so the, much I, weird edi- editing. I couldn't really follow what was happening. Yeah, I, there's a like there's a, a straight up conversation at the very first scene of David Cassidy yeah. and the lieutenant when he's like grilling him yeah. where the cuts were so sharp. I was like, "Uh-oh, I don't think this is a good version of the show." Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, are these just clips?" Yeah. Because even like what they were saying to each other didn't seem to match up exactly with what one person was saying. Like, and then you're like, no, 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 <laughs> this is right. This is right. So, so, um, because I was like, you're taking up valuable hostage space. Yeah. If you pull David Cassidy, and I didn't understand what his role in the robbery would be. Break windows. To break windows. <laughs> I think so. They don't even leave someone in the getaway car. No, they don't. You know, you'd think you'd have, like, what they call the wheel man. Yeah. You don't have, they don't have a wheel man. That would See, be... I thought that's what they were training David Cassidy for, was to be the wheel man. Exactly, right? But he's not. Because you would think Ernie would be the wheel man, even though he's right. the leader, yeah. because he's the best driver. Right. Right. Even though he's never beaten Cranberry. He's never beaten Cranberry or Bobby. Bobby's or, great. Or Bobby. She just, she beats everybody in a dumpy-ass sedan. <laughs> you know what, though? There were weird bits of progressiveness in this show. Yes, it was quite odd. Where David Cassidy is straight up like a cab, even though he is a cop. Yeah. He's like, I don't like your vigilante. Like, what are you going to do? Kill these kids? These kids are okay. Like, we shouldn't be arresting them. Even though they killed a cop. (laughs) Only one of them killed the cop. We should let the other guys go. They're just rich kids having fun. (laughs) But like, and then like the best racer of this illegal street racing team is Bobby, who who is a, a, a woman. Yeah. And like but nobody runs it. 
Cranberry runs it, but Bobby's a better driver, I think. For true, yeah. And then she's the one who tests them all too. Yeah, before they race Cranberry. Yeah, before you can even get a part of their crew. She's the one who decides if you're in or not. And then even though he loses, they're still like he's great. He's great. (laughs) Let's keep him in here. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, and so I didn't really understand what his role would have been. Like, I don't understand why they needed the fourth guy. I think they just want four guys. Just balance it out. Just balance it out. Yeah, I didn't. There's a lot I couldn't catch, (laughs) and there's a lot I didn't follow because some of the wording was uh, from the 70s, and I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Like the English language has changed so much since then that I had a hard time kind of understanding what they were saying. There was one person of color who walks into a scene. Yeah, and he walks into the scene like. Oh, here's something important. Yes. That's about to happen. Yes. Right? And he says, he says, mm-hmm. you need a coffee or you need a cup holder in your car for a cup with no handles. Blah, 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 blah. Walks off screen. Tail shop. Tail shop. That's all I caught. Yeah, it was something tail shop. And like he says, like, you're crazy. Like, you need a cup holder with a for a cup that has no handle? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Tail, Tail shop. shop. Walks off screen. Walks off screen. Never see him again. Yeah. I had no idea what he said. It was very <laughs> confusing. But then again, a lot of this writing is very, is, is pretty terrible. Because at one point I was like, is David Casty ad-libbing some of this? <laughs> because he, he actually writes, uh, because he, he meets these uh, dead people's families. And he's like, I was so angry. I wanted to revenge them. <laughs> I wanted to revenge them. And this conversation is happening with his wife. <laughs> At a park for kids, like a like a playground. Right after a race that we didn't see who won. Yes. Because the editing like stops halfway through the race, and then he's like in a park talking with his wife. He's racing Ernie. Yeah. Right. No. Yes. Yes. He's racing Ernie because yes. Ernie says, "Be cool or be dead." That's right. And that's, that's right. when he's like, "Uh oh." Uh oh, it's Ernie. Ernie, my favorite one, my my dom. <laughs> <laughs> like. It, he goes fast, smoothing out. Fast, smoothing out. <laughs> and, and like they're like, "You'd be cool or be dead." Peels out. David Cassidy, like, kind of like, uh oh. Cut in a playground. In a playground. So we don't know. How... We don't. We don't know who won that race. <laughs> I'm assuming David Cassidy did all right though, because he got joined into. I, the... I don't know what happened. But like. But then yeah, he goes. So I wanted to revenge them. <laughs> mm. But then for someone. Who is so anti-killing. Right. David Cassidy kills a lot of motherfuckers. Oh, he kills a lot of dudes. <laughs> he kills a lot of guys. Yeah, he kills a lot of dudes. He kills the, the crazy guy. Yeah. By hiding behind some Wonder Bread. Some wine bottles. <laughs> I was like, that's a terrible place to be if bullets are coming at you. And you know what I liked, though? We, we were looking at this grocery store, and they would give you coupons for returning your cart. To now, the front of- they should really do that again. What a great we idea. We always return our carts, so I would really appreciate some coupons. Coupons. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand it. it. It's capitalistic in the sense that we're saving money. On, we don't have to pay our people to go out and collect right. the carts. But you're also giving something, a little something, mm-hmm. for people being responsible and putting up. Yeah. Their, I thought that was great. That's awesome. 25 cents for ice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's nice. I liked looking at all the grocery store prices. Love it. I was like, wow, you guys ate well. You guys ate well. <laughs> Dine well, L.A. <laughs> David Cassidy's on the case. So he kills that one guy. And then, you know, we knew where this was heading. Yeah. Ernie. 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 Poor Ernie. He takes his car. He says goodbye to his, his mom. mother. And that's a kind of a sad scene, actually. She's like, we should have a conversation. Yeah. I feel like I never talk to you anymore. And he's like, one day, mom. One day, mom. One day. You know I never give up. 
You know, what? Yeah. And, and even Bobby. Well, no, no. Bobby's not his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend, too. And she's like, yeah. he was never going to give up. He was and, never going to give up. And, and he, I think it was Molly. Molly. Molly and Bobby? Molly and Bobby. It doesn't matter. And whatever. She, the women in this show. They were all interchangeable. Didn't really matter, <laughs> except for Bobby. Right. Because, like, again, though, like, I wanted David Cassidy to, like, hook up with Bobby. And one time I was like, oh, he's totally going to hook up with Bobby. I'm like, he can. He's married. <laughs> and um, He's got a wife and kid. He's got a wife and kid. So they go to Dead Man's Curve. Ernie drives off Dead Man's Curve. Yeah. Car explodes. And, and then David Cassidy walks up to the LT, and he has this look on his face like, well, really goof that one. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three of them are actually three out of four, if you're right about the four. Yeah, I think I'm right about the three four. Out of four. Three out of four are, four are dead. dead. Only Mark Hamill, uh, David, uh, Anthony Kiedis lived <laughs> after pissing himself in a parking lot. <laughs> And that's the show, guys. That's I, it. I mean, that, that's what happened. Would you red light or green light this show? Green light the hell out of it. Oh, my God. I could. For 10 episodes, I could actually I watch I might this. actually watch some more. This, Guys, this was hilarious. It drags a little bit. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Like, about halfway through, we were ready to kind of yeah, wrap it up. Because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. You kind of get tired of making fun of it. You get wore out. Yeah, you get wore out. It's exhausting. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like. For the purposes of our show, if you're looking for something <laughs> stupid to oh, watch. Oh, real stupid. And you want to get some new flair because you're bored with the same CG over and over again. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt like, and I feel somewhat vindicated picking this show because I felt like we needed something different. And this was different. You yeah. know. But it, very much the same of the crime drama ilk. It's cr- crime drama. Yeah. It's cop drama. But yeah. it's like. With a David Cassidy flavor. Exactly. And uh, I, I liked it. Uh, here's some reviews for you. Young vice cop goes undercover and has to deal with a pregnant wife. Oh, my God. What? She's pregnant? She's pregnant, too, so he's got a, he's got, she's got a bun in the oven? <laughs> yeah. While playing somebody else at work. Oh, wait, this, this is a good... Oh, wait, that's right. There's no bad reviews for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what? <laughs> what? I think the, the what I read about this show is the reason why it didn't go over well yeah. was because of David Cassidy's heartthrob status. Mm-hmm. His fans weren't ready to see him in this show. Right. The last episode they do, the 10th episode, he like befriends a prostitute. Like I wow. said, this is kind of, from what we've seen, it's for 70s? For the 70s, yeah. It It's pretty surprisingly progressive. Right. But this person said, I'm not sure what show the other person saw. What I saw, particularly the pilot episode of Man Undercover, was some really good twists and gritty writing for that era. I loved <laughs> that show. I don't know who they're even talking about, because I don't remember even seeing a bad review for this. It was one of the best cop shows I've ever seen. Oh, well, okay. And was one, well, you know what? I don't really like cop shows, so maybe. <laughs> and was one of the first to have this connection between his main character's personal life and the stranger undercover life he was leading. Okay. Nice contrast. It made me want to work in television, and I do. So this person was like, I watch this show. This is what I want to do for my living. Cassidy was, is, tragically, this is before David Cassidy died, an excellent performer. I can understand his reluctance after the Partridge craziness. Somebody uh, come up with a show he can do and would say yes to, please don't let it be another CSI. Basically, this person's like, David Cassidy's great. He should be doing some more TV work. Wow, okay. That was in 2006. Again, these are both both these reviews were before uh, David Cassidy passed. Uh, pretty decent, says Stephen Filoni. 
says, what was Dave Filoni? <laughs> He's like, oh, I was inspired to do Rebels. <laughs> uh, as a David Cassidy Partridge family fan, I was very anxious to check this series out the series. And having found all the episodes, I was pleased to discover that it was actually a decent show. <laughs> well, it may be a little difficult to watch good-looking David act like a tough guy sometimes. <laughs> we had a conversation <laughs> before the podcast that we can't talk about certain things. He <laughs> watched the show. It would be too mean. It would be too mean. It would be too I'm not mean. crossing that line. But I'm just saying, watch the show. <laughs> he does a fine job as an undercover cop. I think he did a great job as an undercover cop. Okay. <laughs> he did fantastic. This is a lot better than a lot of 70s shows out there. A yeah. DVD release would have been fantastic. I do have the whole series, only 10 episodes, and the pilot from the show Police Story, which led to this becoming its own series. Mm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But this is an exciting show, very entertaining in a 70s way. Agreed. Yeah. David even drives a cool red early Mustang. Does he? No. That reminds I thought he sold that car. I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, like, that was the whole point. He sold that car. Maybe he, he gets it back. He's like, I have a wife and kid now. I, I can't live fast anymore. He's like, yeah, well, you're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to Yeah, the guy, he's like, you're going to have to. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're going to fast and furious this bitch. Uh, that and reminds, I was like, you need to get yourself a midlife crisis car, man. Yeah. All <laughs> the cars in there are midlife crisis uh, cars. All of them. Because Every all the people. Had a very small, small, small peen. Because <laughs> the tiniest peens you ever did tiniest see. Tiniest peens you ever see. Well, the, all those cars those kids were driving are the midlife crisis people of today. That's so right, yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. That reminds me of my. Oh. Early Matchbox Super Fast Number Eight Mustang. Oh, Jesus. He also sings and wrote, I believe, the title song, which is good. <laughs> the opening credit sequence is strange. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but definitely is a fun, cheesy '70s opener, all around fun show. I remember that the song ends abruptly. Yeah, it's it weird. Everything it, just ends abruptly. There's every an, scene, every uh, half scene. <laughs> it's like someone just took scissors. It were like. The show's too long. I'm just going to cut some stuff. Clip, 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 <laughs> clip, clip, put it together. Does it make sense? No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't People... matter. I mean, like, I do, one of the big criticisms we always have on our podcast, it feels mm-hmm. like, is who is this show for? Right. And I don't really know who this show is for. I don't know what's happening. It, it doesn't really, because, like, I feel like, I, and I've never seen it, I feel like 21 Jump Street mm-hmm. definitely leaned into, like, these hot guys, like, right, you know. Right. Are, are undercover with all these stuff. Again, I feel like it does alienate David Cassidy's fans, although I think that was his intent. Yeah. He wanted to be more uh, him. It's like Zach. He's tired of living like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like Zach Efron being like, I want to play Ted Bundy in a movie. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of being associated with uh, high school musical. High school musical. I want to I prove I'm a, a real actor. Yeah. And I think he's a decent enough actor. I think right. he's fine. But I think if they wanted to do that, I think they had to lean a little further into cutting his hair. I think they did have to cut his hair, actually. Yeah, I think so. If you want to get, escape that. I don't know, man. But that's wow. his moneymaker. That's his moneymaker. <laughs> money. With that receding hairline and everything. It's like that one line. That, oh, the only line I remember from uh, Cheaper by the Dozen with Ashton Kutcher. Where he's like, my, it's my face. It's the moneymaker. It's like, I'm not that good of an actor. This is how I make my money. <laughs> like, I feel like David Cassidy is in a little bit of that. Like, <laughs> right. But yeah, I I liked the show. I I thought it was good. It was hilarious. It was fun. You know, it was a really nice, fun change from the absolute manufactured, boring shit that is constantly being put out these days. And especially since this seems to be the prototype 
or, you know, the, I'm looking for the right word for this, is kind of nascent idea of the undercover cop as like a right. sexy 20-year-old kid. Yeah. I think it's good from that that perspective. Right. You know what I mean? It's interesting to see. It's like, oh, wow. This show wasn't successful, but it did inspire a ton, a of, ton stuff. of stuff. Yeah. Like the people, it's like, it's like the Velvet Underground. They sold 3,000 copies, but right. everybody who bought one of their albums started a band. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that's the show. Right. So from our perspective, as a fun 70s dumb cop show that yeah. you can have fun with, I totally yeah. recommend this show. Right. I also recommend our show. <laughs> I don't know who I'm recommending it to because you're listening to it. We don't know who our target audience is. <laughs> I have no idea I have who no our idea. Tar- target They're audience They're all over the place. <laughs> we have people in Germany. We yep. have people in Africa. Yes. <laughs> we got people all over. I'm thrilled you're all here. <laughs> I'm thrilled that David Cassidy, colon, Man Undercover is out there for you to watch yeah. for free on YouTube. Go do it. And just watch something wild. Just watch. And that's what it is. It's just wild. I mean. Like, is... even though you said that it was like a design by committee, it was a different kind of committee. It was a kind of committee that actually wanted to push the envelope. Right. I don't think it works necessarily. I totally understand why it was canceled after yeah. 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like those wild swings. I do, too. Re- like, as some people know, um, I I... <laughs> Because of COVID, <laughs> I was in a, as most of us are, I was in a weird, depressive state. Not to say I'm, like, depressed right. clinically or anything like that, but I don't want to minimize that. But I'm just, like, tired of the grind. Yeah. So I really got into, like, I'm going to listen to all the discography of hair metal bands. <laughs> because why not? I know they're, it's, yeah. they're this. Yes. You yes, know? they are. And... You know, there's, uh, I, so I'm currently in the midst of, they're not really a hair metal band, but they're kind of adjacent to Kiss. Okay. And so I'm listening to all the Kiss albums right now. And, you know, they had their 70s period where they were kind of like a weird, cartoony, hard, hard rock band. Right. And then because they're Kiss and they're like attention whores, yeah. they they did like the like disco which alienated a lot of their fans. And yeah. then they went really kind of poppy, yeah. which I'm kind of okay with that. And then... <laughs> they were like, we're going to write a, a concept album about wizards. <laughs> they are not a band that can pull this off. <laughs> and it's horrible. It's called Music from the Elder because it was supposed to be for a movie that was never made. Nice. And it's the worst album. And it's it's not just a bad album. It's a bad Kiss album because it doesn't even sound like Kiss. Wow, okay. You know, it's like... but. I have to respect them for doing it, though. Right. You know, they took a wild swing. Yeah. They're like, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to do this fantasy concept album that nobody wants, <laughs> that nobody asked for, and we are ill-equipped to provide. <laughs> but, but they did it, and it sucks, but you know what? I respect it. Right, yeah. More than maybe any other album they did, because right. then they fall right back into, like, lick it up. Right. You know, like, all that shit. Yeah. So, like, I respect that swing, and I feel like I want more people to take those swings. We yeah. don't get that enough anymore. No, we don't. Since everything is a franchise Well, we world. were getting wild swings with YouTube, when YouTube had its own uh, TV show start coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they were all bought out, and they, so now it's all boring. Yeah, it's all boring. And it's like, stop. 
not buying things out. Yeah. There is definitely, like, that's that stupid saying that capitalism breeds creativity. It fucking does not. It does not. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It, it would be nice with, if people just stopped buying shit out. Yeah. And just let people create all of this weird shit. It makes life so much more interesting. At some point, Star Wars was an original idea. Yeah, at some point. Uh, at, at some point, you know, Indiana Jones, not to just... <laughs> Let's just keep with George Lucas. Um, he had so many Willow. great ideas. He had so many great ideas. <laughs> you know, well, um, I mean, but like Lord of the Rings, yeah. all of these things were at one point new. Yes. That nobody had seen before, mm-hmm. and we need to give people the breath to fail. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like they say about comic books now. If you're lucky to get past 10 issues, yeah. you've had a successful run. Right. Whereas you had, in the 70s, you had Chris Claremont take over the X-Men for 15 years. Mm-hmm. For 15 years, there was one writer, and they gave him the space. Yeah. To, like, they gave him the space to, like, seed storylines that could yeah. last years before they would pay off. Yeah. And it made it more of an enjoyable reading experience. Right. You, you have to let people have the, the space to do it. And I think, uh, you know, David Cassidy, Man Undercover... Needed more time. Yeah, and and now we're also um, risking losing all of our indie authors as well. Yeah. So even them who have been trying to create original content. Yeah. They're now being shuttered again. Yeah. And it's like, well, this just sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks. You stop, stop killing creativity. Just stop it. Yeah. We need to stop getting our eyeball. We need to stop putting our eyeballs on things that aren't original or creative. Yeah. Like, as well, we- that means I'm out of a job. Well, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Guys, I'm going to tell you what. I am a commercial artist. I make a lot of money doing what I do because it is not original. It is not creative. It is just trend. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so let's not kill my job. Well, let's not do that. We want creativity. We just want, just let's not let the studios tell us what to do anymore. For sure. Like, let's avoid Marvel movie 30. Let's avoid these things. Or The Flash, which I've turned... I'm hearing may have used AI. Uh. So, like... So, I I already didn't want to watch that movie, and now I'm definitely not going to watch that movie. Oh, if anybody out there has ever used Affinity, is that what it's called? Instead of Photoshop? Yeah. Instead of Adobe? Uh, Something uh, like that. Please let me know. I haven't checked it out yet, but I would like to, because I really want to drop Adobe as fast as I possibly can. Adobe is quickly becoming just... I've already paid them thousands upon thousands of dollars for the software I use mm-hmm. because I'm not allowed to buy it outright. Mm-hmm. I have to subscribe to it. Yeah. And so I've way overpaid them like 10 times mm-hmm. what it's worth. And now they're turning everything into AI. They keep f***ing up all of my settings. Yeah. So it's making it even harder for me to work. To do your job. And I would really like to get rid of them and go back to a program that I can actually utilize. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There's a call to arms there. Yeah. So if you guys know anything about this affinity uh, software, let me know. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Piloting the Pilots Us releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. Tell me if you've used uni- uh, Affinity. That's yeah. what it's called, Affinity, right? Avoid, Affinity. Yes. Yeah? If, avoid all AI stuff. At this point, there is no such thing as ethical AI. Right. The AI that was apparently used in the Flash that people were not compensated for it. Yep. Just avoid it. Just like, even if it's just something stupid, yeah. avoid it. And if you avoid it, I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of lawsuits coming out right now yeah. that's 
helpful. But well, the thing is too that there's not real AI out there. There's not. They're just using that term as a catch-all. They're using that term because it sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what it that's is. That's not what it is. It's not like Rosie from the Jetsons where you can have no. a fucking conversation. That would with be you. awesome. That would be okay. I would love to have Rosie from Create the Jetsons. Create a soul. But like, yeah. what it is is just literally stealing from people. Yeah, this is just stealing from people. It's not real. No. And it, they're stealing from people, mm-hmm. and they're they're. They're hurting themselves, a, and they're yeah. all, but more importantly, they're hurting the people that they're stealing from. Yes, exactly. So just don't do it. Just don't. Just avoid it. It's not good anyway. It sucks. Just <laughs> go away from it. Dude, I once had an AI generate a, a horse and carriage from the old west. Oh god. Because I wanted to see how it, how how it panned out. Oh god. <laughs> so the horses were facing toward you, but they were in front of the wagon that was going away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the horses were running into the wagon. There's definitely no intelligence. <laughs> the only thing maybe, right, is an artificial. It's just a fucking search And I was engine. like, you know what? If you want to generate a wagon for me, perfect. I'll add the fucking horses. Yeah. <laughs> Stock images are terrible with, like, anything old. Yeah, yeah. So, in that case, give me the fucking wagon. Oh, oh and one more thing about artificial intelligence. If you didn't already know, it's racist as fuck. Oh, it's so racist. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> so... Oh, man. You know, it can't even select out an afro. Yeah. It really can't. Yeah. It doesn't understand that there's different hair types. Yeah, it doesn't understand different hair, no. or, or definitely not skin colors. Oh, don't get me started on skin colors. Let's just say artificial <laughs> intelligence would have been a Nazi youth. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would have been. Anyway, uh, next week we're going to be watching other youths. Utes. Utes. Uh, we'll do 21 Jump Street. I don't see why not. All right. I've never seen it. Richard Grieco, Johnny Depp. Love me some I, Richard Grieco. Yeah. <laughs> get, go with Grieco. And I have some uh, some good shows, I think, coming up. So we'll see how that goes. All right. But we'll see you next week uh, for that. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>